Hello, and thanks for joining me on Your Homie for Liberty. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Jeremiah Northcutt, a diehard libertarian, here to be the voice of your civil liberties. Together, we will stay on top of current events, and I'll be telling you the facts that they don't want you to hear. Are you ready to help me take down the two-party system? Now, just before we jump into anything way too serious, you guys gotta see this. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Alright then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Just realize some of you might not have liked that language. <laughs> I'm sorry. And thank you so much again for joining me on Your Homie for Liberty. If the introduction wasn't clear, my name is Jeremiah Northcutt. I'm that diehard libertarian they were talking about. And we're going to be covering current events on this show. We're going to be taking the libertarian perspective, however, and hopefully getting it to a much larger audience than is currently being heard in the 2020 election there's been a lot of misconceptions when it comes to libertarian people are starting to only see our party as the reason their candidate won or their candidate lost what people don't seem to understand is that us libertarians we actually have our own beliefs we have our own viewpoints on the systems that's why we voted that's why that one percent one point something percent voted for joe jorgensen it wasn't because we were doing it to spite the two-party system we were doing it because we believed in certain things we weren't willing to compromise on our viewpoints so we found a candidate which supported our viewpoints People are so scared that like libertarianism is a claim. People can go do whatever they want and people can't say anything. But no, libertarianism is not hedonism. It's not even anarchism in it of itself. Libertarianism is rather a societal agreement that you can go pursue your life, your pursuit of happiness, as long as you respect everybody else's right to do so. Laws should be there to protect your right to pursue happiness. They shouldn't be there for a particular outcome. And you know, I guess it's best to start when explaining what a libertarian is to a new person to start with the definition. Uh, when you search it in the dictionary, and I have it right in front of me, it's an advocate or supporter of a political philosophy that advocates only minimum state intervention in the free market in the private lives of citizens. I'm not angry at this definition, actually. It's pretty spot on. Uh, there's a second definition given as well. A person who advocates civil liberty. But you see, my main issue with the two definitions is they don't address the libertarian core principle, the non-aggression principle, also known as the non-aggression axiom, the non-coercion principle, or the zero aggression principle. Uh, as you see, the word aggression popped up a few times there. Uh, basically what the non-aggression principle means is that aggression defined as initiating or threatening force on an individual or their property is inherently wrong. Um, this is meaning that you should not use force unless you are defending yourself or your own property. 
And to relate this kind of back to childhood, because that's the easiest way to understand, let's say a kid gets an ice cream cone off of a truck and you bump into him, he drops the ice cream cone. That was very wrong. Even as a child, that was wrong. Because you yourself did something that showed aggression towards somebody who had not done anything wrong to you. So as society continues to not show aggression towards each other and everybody in society actually adheres to the NAP at large. It's upsetting when our politicians don't pass legislation that necessarily also adheres to it. And as I kind of transition now into libertarian platform positions, things we support and don't support, I would want to kind of segue by saying a lot of the legislation passed by both parties both the major parties, Republicans and Democrats, don't adhere to the non-aggression principle. Uh, and it's kind of great transition to number one, which relates so heavily to the war on drugs, which has been an absolute failure. And just a couple statistics. I had to um, jot them down to make sure I got them correct. It was 2016 in September at the federal level alone, 47.5% of prisoners. The federal part alone, prisoners alone, uh, just to emphasize that once again, 81,900 people were sentenced at any length, in any length sentence. So all prisoners at the end of September 2016, just to say that once more, were convicted as a drug offense being their most serious crime. As we move a couple years forward, it was 2018 marijuana arrests on a complete level, not just the federal level, but state level as well, accounted for over half the American incarcerated population. I think this is even more sad to think about it when you realize that marijuana is being legalized in many states now, yeah, on a recreational basis even. And this is all without even mentioning that the reason that we support the legalization of illicit substances is to actually benefit the individual who's seeking help when they're addicted. So in the current system, if you were to go seek help for using a drug, you would be admitting to breaking a crime by using said illegal drug. This prevents so many people from actually going out there and seeking the help they need when that should actually be something that they do first and foremost, as I'm sure many of you actually agree. Now going back to everybody's right to pursue happiness, we're going to jump on to the platform point two of six that I'm presenting tonight. And that would actually be this uh, support for same-sex marriage, but it doesn't really begin or even stop there. So I've always been confused when I think about marriage. Why is the government even in it to start? Why do they have a role in it? They're not the third union. I thought marriage was supposed to be a bond between two people, a union where those two people meet on their own terms and decide to live the rest of their lives together. Stating this, I believe the only reason that the government's really in marriage is to first of all regulate it to tell you what marriage is and what marriage isn't, and second of all to tax it via those regulations. First of all, we should get the government out of marriage. Second of all, if we truly had separation of church and state, which was written in the Constitution, and me even being a Christian, if you're on video, you saw me just splash my cross for some reason. I'm sorry, I don't really have to prove that I am. Uh, the church and the state should be fully separated. And if that was truly done so, 
then there would never have been legislation making homosexuality or the legalization of the marriage between a man and man or woman and woman or however we want to put it that would not have been illegal had there actually been true separation of church and state and now for some people this next one might be like a fly right over your head it might scare you away from libertarianism and if so i want you to really think about this for a moment in a libertarian society, I hope nobody ever tries to project their own morals on another individual. You gotta let those people decide their own moral code. Stating this, the platform position that's so interesting actually came back in 2018. The Libertarian Party actually became the first to support the legalization of prostitution. And it was the same calendar year. The party that's usually looked at as the most progressive in America, I guess you could say would be the Green Party. And they actually decided that year to uh, go with the nordic model where the um, buyer is penalized and the nordic model doesn't even ensure that the seller in this situation being prostitution would actually be uh, free to go they would have to meet many circumstances and uh, meet criteria in order to be let free if somebody truly had the full right to their own body and we were truly a free market in which you got to go work for yourself and only yourself and both sides consented and you weren't projecting your own sense of morality on another individual then why is prostitution illegal if you don't morally agree with prostitution don't hire a prostitute i think the solution might actually become that simple it would also, in the end, if you want to look at numbers, help our unemployment numbers because most people who are prostitutes don't claim the income because it's illegal income. And so actually count towards unemployment. And this would give us a more accurate number. And I guess that is one standpoint that you can get behind if you can't seem to understand it's not your choice what somebody else does with their body. Now to move on to the topic in which more people jump at the Libertarian Party and love us, but also many people seem to look at us like we're extremists and hate us, that would be the good old Second Amendment, baby. I mean, it should really be pretty damn clear if you've ever spoken to a Libertarian that we are probably the strongest supporters of the Second Amendment. We believe all gun laws are infringements on our constitutional right. And we actually believe the terms in which the, the Constitution was written, meaning to rise against the tyrannical government if they ever became too powerful, those terms have not changed much. If the government was to become tyrannical to the point where they were going to not allow you to hold your Second Amendment right anymore, they would come by force to take those guns away. And I'm sure you've all heard that saying, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. In many states, we're only now allowed to own a handgun, meaning that in many states, we cannot own nearly as much as our government can. Now, if the government was to come by force and try to take our guns away, uh, and all we have is a handgun and they show up with a tank, three AK-47s, we will not have a chance to defend ourselves. That's why libertarians believe that we should be able to own anything our government owns. And there's no doubt in my head, I could definitely go make probably a thousand videos about the Second Amendment. But we got to keep moving forward on to the platform position number five that I find so important that I should cover in the first episode you hear about the Libertarian Party. We are strong advocates when it comes to privacy of the individual. 
meaning a whole lot actually. <laughs> So to start, we oppose any governmental restriction or regulation on the censorship of speech or any medium of expression for that matter. So there should be no governmental laws that oppose even a political activist group uh, from being able to uh, engage in peaceful activities, I should state. The government shouldn't interfere with the individual who's trying to accomplish any task as long as they are doing so in a peaceful manner. The government shouldn't be allowed to go um, regulate or even censor or tap into people's phone laws. Uh, them saying that it's for terrorist activity to monitor terrorist activity is a blatant law and never ends up being so. Instead, it ends up them listening to citizens discuss private activity. And on top of that, we even in our platform, in the party platform, we oppose the government knowing the mathematics in order to break the encrypted data that you have. If you had encrypted something, it was so that nobody else could access it. And the government going forward and in the end, actually, you know, um, knowing the mathematics to break encryptions, they would be the only ones able to access your data besides yourself. And in doing so, that's wrong as it was encrypted for a reason. And another one of those tough topics, but you have to understand, um, to kind of understand where libertarians are in their thought process. People don't love this part of the platform. And in fact, there's some infighting between libertarians who actually disagree themselves. But on our platform, on the party's platform, we support assisted dying and euthanasia. Obviously, there are circumstances where people believe the pain they feel is too much to continue living. And they being their own being, they should be able to seek professional help to do such instead of doing it on their own. However, the bigger portion of why this needs to be legalized and why we need reform in this system is actually because many people who have suicidal thoughts can't seek professional help. Because even if they were to tell their therapist, there would be repercussions. You see, legally, if you tell your therapist that you are having suicidal thoughts, they actually have to report it, even in that position where you think they, you can tell them anything. Because this is the current case in society, people don't seek the help they actually need. And this is why we believe there needs to be drastic reform when it comes to this. Now, I hope me going through six of our party's beliefs, six of the party's platforms, it helps you kind of better understand the Libertarian Party from multiple perspectives instead of just the one that the media is trying to portray to you. The next three things I want to cover, I guess we could call them social theories, uh, especially this first one being spontaneous order. But quickly, if you have a moment and you actually run a business, sell a product, sell a service, and you're not getting the results you're looking for, if you are trying to be a public influence, if you want to be a voice of power in your own industry, and you can't seem to get the traction you need to get going, it might be because your digital media presence isn't where it needs to be. What of me, Jeremiah Northcutt? With my company, Northcutt Creations, could help you out. Well, we can. You should hit me up. So, discussing spontaneous order, libertarians do understand that a great degree of order is necessary in order for society to flourish. But I guess what the issue we see with society is everybody seems to assume that uh, this order has to come from a central authority. 
And this might be due to the fact that we grow up with central authorities our whole life. We have a head figure in our family, generally in American society. We have a head figure in the church and even in sports, we have a coach. In school, we have a teacher. However, when we look historically, we see that society kind of arised spontaneously. People came together, they had mutual goals, and they worked together to accomplish said goals. Most of human history, we actually sought more freedom. Humans opted for more freedom when it came to any scenario where we had to choose between more or less. He can actually argue this was until recently because I could see why you would make that argument. But again, when we look historically, language, law, money, and markets, four most important institutions in human society, all arose without a central authority directing us in their creation. So the reason we bring up social order when you speak to libertarians probably so often in our conversation is because it proves that we don't need a law to mean that society will do something. For example, recently we have this whole mask pandemic and people are making mandates on masks. Yet we're seeing that because it might have worked but didn't work to the extreme we needed it to politicians and news broadcasters are pushing for us the citizens to take more ownership and to go make sure that we wear these to make sure we take responsibility for ourselves do what we got to do to stay covid free because it helps everybody else stay covid free so back in 2012 and the free market conversation kind of came up obama wasn't so pro free market in these debates with mitt romney because he was attacking mitt romney's profits himself that he received in the free market peter schiff here is going to be kind of talking in this video about uh an attack ad that was run against mitt romney talking about a factory place that he had bought and when doing so had to lay so many people off to keep it profitable and keep the other jobs afloat peter shift does a way better job of explaining it so i'm going to let him speak on it how capitalism works and i guess that's fitting because obama doesn't understand it either but yes it's very appealing but the problem is sometimes people lose their jobs in a free market and sometimes the best way to create better jobs is for some people to lose their jobs look resources in an economy are scarce and it's up to a business to produce as much output using as little input as possible and some of those inputs are labor but whatever labor is freed up by one business is now available to do something else and to be more productive you know sometimes let's say there's a company with a thousand people that is losing money and is going to go bankrupt if firing 200 people can keep that company in business and profitable then you fire 200 people you save the jobs of 800 and now this obviously isn't the Peter Schiff's uh, show, so we're going to kind of cut it short there um, and talk about it a bit more. So the reason in which libertarians believe we need free markets is because we need our citizens to engage in economic activity in society in order for it to flourish. Businesses don't flourish unless people buy things. People don't flourish unless they work for, in turn, businesses because businesses supply the jobs. 
doing all this stimulates the economy uh, and allows for people to freely exchange services. The reason we're so mad about regulations and the red tape put up in business is it doesn't allow people to freely exchange their services. We want them to be able to do that with minimum intervention. As we were just explained to by Peter Schiff, one of his better explanations he's actually given that wasn't in that specific clip, it is, is in a lot of his other clips, would be when he describes that free markets actually create wealth, which is not necessarily only to create the jobs, as I was explaining, but to actually create investors. And investors allow more businesses to prosper, creating exponentially actually more jobs. And in the end of the day, I guess free markets kind of go hand in hand with limited government. When we kind of look at it, the government creates regulations which make business harder. The red tape makes it so some businesses are not even feasible or profitable for Americans to start. Governmental red tape is the reason that so much business has moved overseas. If we could roll back some of the regulations, we could bring back more business to America. If it were for the fact that so many governmental organizations are so poorly run, and if governmental organizations actually were more efficient and better run than privatized ones, then maybe we should uh, fund them. However, that's not the case. When we're looking at the roads, for example, because so many people like to make jokes about the roads, we see that Domino's does a better job than the federal government at repairing potholes. Large government also re leads to the cronyism we see in the politicians that are currently elected. Uh, there's a good quote by Lord Acton. I'm going to quickly read you. Power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we definitely see that most of these politicians are in it for the power rather than the actual doing of good. And it does corrupt them to the point in which they have lied to us to get our votes and don't uphold the, to their promises and which we actually cling on to as the solutions to our own lives. Now, by no means was this video a perfect example of what libertarianism is. However, I hope it's a better example than what Fox News, CNN tries to depict. And I gave you some useful information, some like positions that we believe in. And kind of finish up the first episode of Your Homie for Liberty. Who better the quote than Thomas Jefferson? So in 1824, he wrote this awesome little thing. And it is, we have more machinery of government than is necessary. Too many parasites living on the labor of the industrious. Take it how you wish. Read into it. That's a very good quote. Very powerful quote. And I hope it's a good way to end. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of Your Homie for Liberty. And I hope you now know what a libertarian is.